If you are wanting to make progress quickly in terms of your digestion and your hormones and your weight, then this is the episode for you. I'm talking about the one thing that slows down my clients the most when it comes to them making the progress they want to see in their body ASAP. Let's jump in. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So today we are looking at one of the biggest things that's probably getting in the way of you making the progress you want to make. This is going to be one of the things that I see happen a lot with clients. They are eating really well, they're taking supplements, they're exercising, but they are not making the progress they want to make as quickly as they could make it because of this one area. And it's all about um, stress. And and a lot of the times with clients, I say the word stress and then they kind of tune out, which you might have right, done right now. But what I want to talk about in this episode is how do you know if your body is stressed even if you don't feel it, because chances are you're listening to this and you're not like totally stressed out. If you're not, you're not feeling that stressed. You're not. You're. You're not like, oh my, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. You're probably kind of feeling all right, but if you're not making the progress in your health that you want as quickly as you want, it's probably because your cells are stressed out. So that's what we're looking at today. How do you know if your biology, if your body, if your cells are stressed, even if you don't actually feel that stressed? You're kind of like, because yeah, I'm kind of all right. I'm coping. It's fine. How do you know? So that's what I'm talking through. I'm talking through the signs and symptoms and a kind of a little checklist so that you can figure out, okay, actually my body is more stressed than I think. Because if your body feels stressed and feels threatened, you just won't make progress as quickly as you want. It's that simple. So that is what we're looking at today. And this is a real juicy one. I really encourage you to listen to this because if you can get this one nailed, you will actually accelerate your progress. Whatever your goal is, you will get there faster. It's just, I've seen it happen with myself and for so many of my clients. And I've also seen it when clients don't address this, they dismiss it. They don't want to, they just are like, no, 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 it's not me. Just tell me what to eat. They often hinder their own progress and get in their own way. So make sure you have a listen and it's a quick one. Get right to the point and it will really help. And if after listening to this, you know you need some help with this and you know you need some accountability, some direction, a bit of structure, some support, some resources. If you're a bit like, oh, Kezia, I want better energy. I'm bloated and my hormones are funny and I, well, but I don't know where to start. Join me in the Beat the Bloat program. If you're listening to this in real time, we probably start really soon. So um, we begin on the 18th of June. Go to keziahall.com forward slash bloat to sign up to that. Okay. Otherwise, I hope you are doing well. I have just been enjoying getting back in, back into client work. And I had a client this week who had her period for the first time this year, I think, which is exciting. Other clients, um, we've been working a lot on their relationship with food and their body and running tests. I've got a couple of hormone panels out right now, a stool test, um, a couple of other things tests that are going on which is really fun I love running lab tests with my uh, clients because it just really helps 
you to realize what is going on with your unique body. So if you are wanting to work with me, go to keziahull.com and click the work with me page. I work with a limited number of clients over about a 12 week period and you can see some phenomenal results. You know, my clients, uh, I had one of my clients pain levels go down by about 90%. You know, I, I might have uh, work with clients that, you know, have PCOS and they never have a period and then they start to get the periods or um, clients that have been, I, what was it? Last year I had a client who had been bloated for no joke, 20 years, 20 years. Every day she struggled with bloating, felt uncomfortable. She tried lots of things. She chatted to doctors. We worked together over about eight weeks and she wasn't bloated anymore. And she was like, oh my goodness, I have not had a day where I've not been bloated for like 20 years. And we just, to be honest, just did a couple of things, got to the root cause of her bloating and she felt amazing. I also had another client recently who'd just been constipated since she was a child. So always struggled with constipation. Remember, has early memories of being constipated, tried all the things, all the things, <laughs> like natural things, alternative things, doctors, gastroenterologists, you know, literally all the things. Um, and again, we just needed to create a unique program for her, figure out why her gut was so sluggish, why the motility of her gut was, wasn't working that great and support that. And what do you know? She, she now poops every day and it's like clockwork which is like how it should be. You know, your poop and your stomach shouldn't be the stressful thing that you're conscious of all the time. It, your body should just do what it's meant to do and you get on with living your life. So anyway, that's been super fun. Um, otherwise, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else exciting in my life. I went on my first run, my, po my first post-baby run, my first run for a year. So that was exciting. I think it all felt fine. I have been working closely with a chiropractor and a pelvic floor physio. And um, so, you know, I didn't, I'm not just doing this without support, but they were all gave me the go ahead. And so do know if you've had babies, like not being able to run, jump, any peeing, any incontinence is common, but it is not normal. That, that stuff is not remotely normal. So go and see a pelvic floor physio. I actually had a client who I've been working with for a while. Um, I often will recommend to any of my clients that deal with bladder issues, have an overactive bladder or any kind of incontinence, urinary incontinence, which comes up a lot with clients. Um, I will always recommend that they go and see a pelvic floor physio as well as doing, you know, the gut work and the nutrition work that we do. Um, and she was actually, she told me this week, she'd finally gone to see her pelvic floor physio and was feeling a lot better. So if in doubt, guys, find a local pelvic floor physio. That is a kind of practitioner you do need to see in person. Um, but that's a total tangent from what this episode is about. But I'm trusting that some of you need to hear that. And we'll be Googling your local pelvic floor physio. Anyway, let's get on with today's show. Remember to take action. Get in touch if you have any questions. Um, join me in the Beat the Bloat program or just dive in and work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Otherwise, enjoy the show. my own podcast to let you know that I work with people on a one-to-one -one private basis about all this stuff that I talk about on the podcast. So if you are struggling and you've been struggling with your symptoms for years, you've been bloated and tired for a long time. If your hormones have been awful and your period's unpleasant and your skin horrible and all of these different things that you've been struggling with and you've tried 
the going gluten-free, the testing, the supplements, the personal training, the meditation, the all the things, and are still not making the progress you want to make, then chances are you need someone to help you. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I help women who are fed up of feeling crap and I use the years of training and experience to apply the science as well as the support and accountability to give you the results you want in a couple of months. And guys, this isn't just chat. My clients see phenomenal shifts in their bellies and their hormones and their brains and their energy and their sleep. It's so amazing how much your body wants you to be well, but often we just don't know what that is. And that is what my job is. I help you to navigate all the different aspects, the food, the supplements, the nutrition, the lab tests, the lifestyle changes so that you can feel the way that you want to feel every day. You don't have to wake up feeling tired and groggy. You don't have to hate getting dressed. You don't have to feel overwhelmed about what to eat. You don't have to have horrible periods and be in a lot of pain. You can actually see things shift. That's what the science says, and that's what my experience with clients has shown me. So I would love to help you. If you want to know more, head to keziahall.com and click the work with me button and book in your call to talk with me, and we can get started on your own unique and personalized program soon okay otherwise let's get back to the show first of all I want to say I am really glad that you are still listening to this podcast because this topic whenever I bring up the word stress I can often see in my clients eyes them sort of glaze over or immediately discount this whole area And I have to say that this, if you can get this and take small action on it and just become aware of this, of, of this connection between your biology and your stress, then honestly, you can make some phenomenal shifts in your health, in your belly, in your hormones, in your skin, because we somehow culturally are really disconnected. We think stress is primarily something that we feel when we can't cope. It's a, it's an emotional response. And whilst it is an emotional response, it's also a biological reality is how I sum it up. So we often just think of stress as an emotion that we feel. And whilst it is an emotion that we feel or can feel, you can, your biology, your body can be really stressed without you having an emotion, if that makes sense. So often we just focus on stress. We think about the emotion of someone running around frantically. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I've got this deadline. And someone's like, you know, they're speaking fast. They're sweating. They're, you know, they, everything, when you look at them, everything about how they're speaking and acting and the emotion that they have is one that would summarize the stress. And while that obviously is true, we often forget or don't realize that actually stress can be a state of your biology that you might not be expressing emotionally. And this podcast, I want to share with you some of the key signs of how can you tell if your body is stressed, even when you don't quote unquote feel stressed. You don't have, you're not in an emotional stressful state all the time. And you and and and, and then therefore you discount can discount this. 
but there can be lots of signs and symptoms that actually your biology, your cells, your body, your system, you as a person are actually really stressed and chronically stressed, but you're not feeling it emotionally. And that can sometimes happen if you have been chronically stressed, you just get used to it. So it doesn't become this big emotional thing that you notice because it's just how you live life. Therefore, you're kind of numb to the emotion of it. This can be the case when people genuinely don't actually aren't in the emotion of it. And it is just more of this cellular reality of stress. Um, and and I often find this with clients that um, either they are just in a chronic state of stress so that the, they don't notice the emotion of stress. They don't think that they're stressed at all or they don't actually have any emotion of stress, but their bodies are really stressed. And this often comes up when I'm working with someone. If I'm, if after like a couple of months of working together, or a couple of weeks, if they're not making the progress that I expect to see, if they're not making the progress in their pain levels or their bloating or their bowels or whatever it is, then because I've worked with so many people now, I roughly, you know, I'm expecting someone's bloating to have reduced by this time, someone's energy to have increased within this number of weeks, someone's pain to have gone down by this percentage. You know, I've worked with so many people, I have, you know, everyone is different, but rough timelines and milestones that I'm kind of expecting people to hit in terms of their own improvement and them feeling awesome. If they're not hitting that, the biggest reason for that often is that they're actually really stressed out and they do not know it. And often there's a real resistance to this whole topic where they're like, no, 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 Kezi, I'm not stressed out. No, 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 I don't feel stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed, Kezi. I'm actually fine. I'm coping fine because we can unconsciously associate being stressed with weakness, being stressed with inadequacy, being stressed as a sign that you're not coping, being stressed as as almost like a a personal failing when it isn't. What I'd really, if you get one thing from this podcast, I'd really like you to realize that when you quote unquote feel stress or don't feel stressed, that what we're talking about here, I've said stress too many times, I'm going to say a lot in this podcast, is that stress is a biological reality. I would argue more than an emotional state. So your biology drives your emotions, it drives how you feel. So essentially the foundation, stress is really what we're talking about, what is going on in your biology, what's going on in your cells, in your hormones, in your systems, in your brain, what signals is your body receiving and what messages and what is it doing about those signals. Those, that is what stress is and whether you feel it emotionally or not. And if you can get that, if you can get that awareness that, oh, you know, when I'm really stressed out about the laundry or with my kids or with my work deadline or really stressed out about how fat I am or really stressed out about um, my money, actually primarily the, the biggest problem that stress has is on our biology. You being, you experiencing the emotion of stress, uh, okay, but the reason you're having that emotion or not is the biology, the biology. Does that make sense? I know sometimes this can be confusing to think about because our brains really like to put things in boxes. Like we have our emotions in this box and then we have our cells in this box and then we have our digestive system in this box and we don't like them to mix because it just makes it easier to think of. 
But you are one system, one body, one person. And any emotion that you feel of crying, laughing, anxiety, whatever, is always driven by a biological or cellular reality going on in your body. And if you are not making the progress that you want in your body, or if you just don't address this area, it doesn't matter how perfectly you eat, how many supplements you take, how much exercise you do, you won't actually make the progress. And I've just seen that happen so many times with clients. So often when they people are doing doing the right things with their food, with their supplements, with their detoxification, but they are there's a there's an unwillingness to actually look at dealing with the stressful things in their lives or dealing with this stressed out state that they've found themselves in chronically. So how do you know if you are stressed out if you don't feel it? So how, how do you know if stress is actually causing and one of the root causes of all your bloating, PMS, sleep disturbances, acne, uh, weight gain? How do, how do you know that? What could some of the signals, some of the messages be that, hey, actually you are really stressed out. You might not feel it. You might be coping really well with life. You might be, you know, plodding on and achieving lots, but actually your body is telling you it's stressed, even if you are not consciously aware of it. And and, and this, I'm t- I know this well, because this was me for years. I, people would say to me is, you know, your, you, you know, I'd get test results and from the test results, you know, it would tell me my cortisol levels were really high. My digestive system was knackered. My nutrient status was low. My, all the lab tests, all the quantitative data I was getting back was telling me, essentially my body was really stressed out, really stressed out. But in a day to day, I wasn't aware that I was stressed. I was just carrying on living my day. I wasn't like sitting hyperventilating every day because this anxious, stressed out state had just been normal for me for 15 years. So it didn't seem out of the ordinary. It didn't seem unusual. It was just, surely that was just normal life. And it was only because I had this more quantitative data telling me, oh gosh, my stress hormones are up on, like really elevated. My symptoms, I've gotten all these symptoms that make me think my body is stressed that I started to realize, okay, I need to deal with this. I need to deal with the stress in my life, even though I don't feel very stressed. Okay. So how do you know if this is you? Well, there's a couple, I'm going to go through just a couple of the, the different symptoms and signs and signals that I've learned in my own life and that I see in my clients. This is by no means a conclusive list because it, for everybody I work with, um, stress can kind of express itself differently. So you've kind of got to learn your own language, your body's own language for that. But these are the most common things that I would see. And, and if I'm, you know, if I'm hearing this from a client, you know, I'm writing in my notes, oh, okay, there's this person, there's a lot of stress going on. So these are in no particular order, but um, a big overarching one is um, your body will be stressed if you just have a a flare-up of anything, any previous symptoms. So this might be you get you've had thrush before, you get a flare-up of thrush. You might get a flare-up of joint issues if that's been a historic problem for you. A flare-up of bowel issues, of constipation, of digestion. Any flare-up of old symptoms in any scheme of form. Like you might historically have been bad 
sleeper, a bad sleeper, and then recent, and then it kind of went away, wasn't an issue, and you get a flare-up of poor sleep again. You might historically have had eczema, and then actually your skin's kind of all cleared up, but then you get a flare-up of eczema, then that would kind of be a signal, a sign that your body is really, really stressed and that there's stress going on. So that's one thing, any kind of flare-up, an autoimmune flare-up, a thyroid flare-up, bloating, skin, thrush, anything. So that's a kind of overarching one. Another thing um, that I, I noticed this especially for myself can be your skin. So I was actually talking just with a client this afternoon who was actually quite stressed out and a bit run down and she was noticing a flare-up of thrush and thrush actually hadn't been a problem with her for her for ages but she noticed this flush thrush flare-up on her skin or for me I notice it with eczema I'll get tiny patches of dry skin or eczema and I know that my body is um that I'm feeling that there is stress going on in my body even if I don't emotionally feel it um it might look like psoriasis it might look like lots of other things okay other things that other signs and signals might be things like mouth ulcers if you've got a lot of mouth ulcers at always always a trigger for me when I'm working with a client that they're essentially run down they're lacking vitamin c that there is stress going on same with things like cold sores if you picked up that kind of herpes virus or any herpes virus but specifically the cold sore one and you get cold sores again your body is stressed again you might not be feeling stressed you might not be aware of anything stressful happening in your life but your body is run down it's another way of saying it in a way and we often think we're more open to that language of your body being really run down. The next thing to really pay close attention to or a really clear message that your body is struggling and is run down and stressed is disruption to your sleep. Now, this might look like several things. Some people might suddenly need to sleep loads, like they suddenly need to sleep like 10 or 12 hours a day and other people, their sleep might be interrupted and they're not able to, to get enough sleep. They wake up in the middle of the night. So that can look like... Um, lots of different things but a, generally a disruption to your normal kind of sleep schedule can be a big signal um, and next the next thing would be craving lots of caffeine and sugar so it's which makes a lot of sense if your body is feeling run down if it's feeling stressed another way of saying stressed is that your body feels threatened like it needs to survive it needs to protect you it needs to be hyper vigilant it needs to be on guard it needs to be on the defense then your body is naturally going to want lots of glucose and lots of supply of glucose in your bloodstream so that you can run, fight, flee, defend, survive, that kind of thing. So you'll probably be craving a lot more sugar if you're stressed out all the time because your body wants really quick and easy access glucose so that it can fight off the metaphorical bear. It can defend you. It can survive. Same with caffeine as well. You might crave more caffeine because your body is wanting that stimulus, that energy to be awake so that you can quote unquote fight off whatever stress it thinks is headed your way. So that's a really common one. Just craving tons of sugar, craving lots of caffeine because your body actually wants fuel to fight off this stress. That's how your brain on a really primal level is thinking. When you're stressed out, your brain essentially thinks it's not safe. And so your body will do whatever it needs to do biologically to keep you alive and to keep you safe. So, which means actually nearly all the clients I work with come to me and their body is like in survival mode. 
And what we do is over the weeks of working together is learn how to shift their bodies from this survival state where their hormones are wonky, they're craving sugar, they're not sleeping well, their energy is low, they're gaining weight because that's survival symptoms into how to thrive. And essentially, how do we tell the brain that it's safe and everything's okay? And But increased cravings of caffeine and sugar can be, it's a really clear and um, something I see a lot with clients. Another way that you might notice it is in through your digestive system. Because if your body feels threatened, if it feels unsafe, if it feels stressed, then it kind of takes your digestion offline in a way. It, it kind of diverts energy from your digestive system into other aspects of the body, into survival aspects. So you don't, your chemical digestion gets impacted and you generally digest food poorly when your body is really stressed out. And that often means people get bloated more often, they might get constipated, they might have more diarrhea. The client I was um, working with today, she um, often gets really, uh, has a lot of diarrhea when she gets really stressed out and really bloated because it's, you know, her digestion just starts to work really poorly. And we also know that through research as well. And, you know, there's lots of research around IBS and stress on the body and adverse childhood trauma and um, digestive issues and autoimmune issues because it's these these stressful factors, these stressful experiences and messages that the body gets does impact how you digest and how your immune system works. Um, so you might be bloated, you might be constipated, you might have diarrhea. Um, another sign that you uh, that I see a lot and, and would signal to you that you're actually stressed, even if you don't feel it, is if you quote unquote need that glass of wine in an evening. If you need some sort of alcohol or substance to unwind it's probably because you're so tightly wound that you're that you str- you don't know how to unwind without alcohol or without smoking or without a drug or you know or without tons of sugar sugar can also you know just binge ink is a way for your kind of nervous system to unwind and overeating often so if you feel like you quote unquote need that glass of wine every night you're probably way more stressed than you think. And I can catch myself doing this. If I have a, like, bedtime in my house is a bit stressful. I've got three kids under two. So between 5 and 7 p.m., it it can get very stressful in this house. And I can find myself at the end of bedtime, or when I have all three of my children screaming in my face, just being like, oh, I'm going to have that whiskey when this is all over. I'm just going to have that whiskey. And then when I finished bedtime, I can be really stressed out that I just think, oh, I'm just going to drink a whiskey that will help. But I've learned to catch myself and go, okay, right. Kezia, you're you're really stressed. You've had a really stressful two hours. Actually, what you need to do is something that is genuinely going to help your body to relax, not just buffer it. That I need to do something that's genuinely going to help my nervous system to feel safe and calm. Whereas having a really nice like dram of single malt whiskey, which is, you know, my my alcohol of choice. I don't really drink much, but if I am going to have something, be a very nice Scottish single malt. Um, I will actually just be buffering that. I won't actually be helping my nervous system. And I've learned that myself. It's kind of why I gave up drinking for a year in 2020, um, because I just realized I don't want alcohol to be part of how I buffer the stress in my life. 
or how I deal with emotions or how I relax. So if you need, quote unquote, need a G&T, need a wine, need to eat chocolate in order to feel calm or feel a bit more relaxed, you're probably way more wound up and stressed than you think you are because you need this external substance to just even chill out. Like you're so stressed, you don't even know how to calm yourself down, if that makes sense. And I get that that is a really socially acceptable thing. If you're on Instagram for five minutes, you'll, everyone is talking about how they're de-stressing with a glass of wine or a gin and tonic or whatever. And it's very culturally acceptable, but it is something to be aware of. Okay. Now this is not by no means a super comprehensive list, but it is some of the things I see most common and um, coming up most commonly with my clients, either digestive issues, kind of skin issues, mouth ulcers, recurring flare-ups of any kind of other problem that they might have, these cravings for sugar, alcohol, caffeine, all of these kinds of things can might just be your body kind of waving a little flag and saying, I'm really struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling here. Please help. Please help me. And I really hope that after this podcast, you just pay a little bit of attention, that you just become aware of what your body might be telling you. Because again, if you want to lose weight, you want to sort out your digestion, you want to balance your hormones, in order to do that, in order for your body to heal and repair, which by the way, your body always wants to do, your body's always adapting, it's always repairing, it's always regenerating. If you want to do that, your body needs to feel safe in order to do those things. So it's really important. It doesn't, you know, you could eat the perfect diet, but if your body, it doesn't feel safe, if you're not able to, um, kind of interrupt the stress cycle, then you'll kind of prevent your own progress. And then you get really frustrated that you're making all these dietary changes, but not seeing any results. And it becomes this vicious circle where you get more stressed because your symptoms aren't going away, but you're trying really hard with your diet, but you're not make, getting making any progress. So you get stressed about that and it becomes this vicious circle. And I see this a lot with clients. So do yourself a favor, have a think of out of that uh, out, out of the list that I've shared with you of symptoms, how many of those things are going on in your life? And just take a minute to think, oh, could I potentially be more stressed out than I think? And don't make it about your identity or your personality or who you are or your emotions. Just think about it from an observational and a curious perspective, like you're observing yourself or you're being curious about yourself. And just think, could my cells, could my my body, my physical body be way more stressed out than I think? Because if you're struggling with certain symptoms, chances are that your body is <laughs> way more stressed out. But the first step is that awareness, okay? So just take that minute, ask yourself that question, get curious. I'd love to know, feel free to email me if you're on my email list, which I highly recommend you all are because that's the place where I show up most consistently, most regularly. Either email me or you could DM me on Instagram with what you noticed. And if you're like, yeah, Kezia, you know what? I think I actually am. Then do make sure you join me in my Beat the Bloat program. It'll, if you're listening to this in um, in real time of the podcast, then we are starting super soon. Join me in that Beat the Bloat program. I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more and sharing with you some of the really simple things that you can do to just help calm your body down so that you can digest your food really well 
so that you can have more energy and a flatter belly. If you can calm your body down, improve your digestion, you will have more energy and you will have a flatter belly. That's just, it's just biology. It's just how it's going to work. So do join me in that. Go to keziahall.com forward slash bloat. Otherwise, I would love to hear from you. Take a deep breath. Look after your body and eat like you really, really love yourself. Okay? Otherwise, I'll see you next week for another episode.